If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Coach Clarence, this is Fit Over 40. And um, I have a good friend of mine in the studio, and we work out together. We talk shit. We talk politics. We talk about sports. So the conversations are always fun and exciting. This is my friend Tom. Tom, go ahead and say hi to everybody and tell them who you are a little bit. Give us a little background on yourself. Hey, everybody. It's Tom Callagy. I am uh, met Clarence. I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago or yeah. so. Started working out when uh, um, my daughter's wedding was coming up, and I just wanted to get back in shape. And but I'm uh, 53 years old now. I do. Uh, hey, he's my age. That's yeah. cool. We got oh, you. Bunch be. of old people in Shut here. Jesus up. Christ! Oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh sorry. Don't start that. <laughs> Seriously, right sorry. out the gate, you're going to start sorry. beating up on us. <laughs> Continue, Tom. Okay. Sorry. Married with two kids. My my daughter just turned 30 and had my first granddaughter. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! Thank you so much. That's me next month. And my son is turning 28 this month. So um, we moved back to Phoenix here after kind of back and forth between here and California a bit about four years ago. So love love being back here. And my kid kind of we moved back here because my kids were back here. So we moved back here and uh, love and life. Yeah. 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 All right. So um, you what what's inspired you to get in shape? What was the motivation as far? I know it was a wedding, but beyond that, you weren't in the wedding. So what inspired you to want to be in shape? Well, so I was thinking about this, knowing this was coming up and stuff. And I started thinking, you know, how my life was when I was growing up and I was a kid. I feel like people my age and our age, we just stayed fit by accident when you were kids. Because from the, from the age of four, literally four years old, I was either playing baseball or soccer or flag football or basketball every single day. I had practice all week long, games on the weekends. And my mom cooked every meal for us. And even though the food was like heavy red meat, potatoes, some vegetables and stuff, compared to how a lot of people eat today, it's pretty healthy. Yeah. And so we never ate out. Never. I mean, I mean once like every couple of months, we'd go to McDonald's or something like that. And that was the big that was dinner the- out. So I feel like by accident, you just kind of stayed in shape if you were active. And then trying to think so i would got into being maybe 36 or no i'm sorry 26 28 years old is kind of where i started to put on a little bit of weight but i was still very active playing competitive softball and traveling and we were so i was like the fit fat guy you know and and i just you know i, I had this opinion of myself that i wasn't fat when i looked back at pictures and i was like i was fat <laughs> you know and it just kind of happened and then when I moved to Arizona the first time in 2004, that was when all that other activity kind of stopped because I moved away from my core group of people playing softball and traveling. And now it was just fat with no activity. <laughs> and so that was when it was, I want to say, 2006, a lot of things kind of changed in my life where I switched. It was a big career move for me in 2006. I moved into the company that I'm working with now and have been ever since then. So I worked for Cintas prior to that, then Tiburon Media Group now, and and maybe I started kind of evaluating my life and stuff. And I was just kind of, I think I was laying around, but it was one day I was laying around fat, hung over from drinking too much the night before. And I picked up the phone and called a personal trainer and started that very next day on Monday yeah. and went from 206 pounds down to 161 pounds wow. in like 
four months. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. Four months. So I went to personal training. I mean, just I was I'm kind of like an all or nothing kind of right, a guy. So right. I'm either eating pizza and drinking beer every night, or I'm working <laughs> out five days a week and eating healthy. So I kind of would just flipped a switch and went completely the other direction. And it was a competition too. So I'm working out with a personal trainer and they have a the weight loss challenge and I have to win everything I do. So <laughs> of course like I'm just, I just motivation dive right into it. And then ever since then I've kind of like I, be, I that now that that was my identity with everybody I knew. I was the kind of the the fat guy, and then I lost all this weight, and like you know, everyone's looking at me. Congratulations, you look so great. And now I kind of like you can't go back. You can't now be the guy that go puts on all the weight. <laughs> well, you so can. I feel like you can't. You can. I want to be the fat you can, guy, but it'd be horrible, right? For me, I would. For me, I was like I had this big big success, and everyone now I kind of inspired a lot of people to do the same thing along the way, and. And so that's what's kind of motivated me to keep doing that. And I always, and I was looking back and I was like, God, I was think I was, I felt like I was fat for so long and I really wasn't. It was like about an eight or a 10 year period where I was kind of overweight and I've had so much of my life the other way, but that, that period did kind of define how I kind of live my life now, you know? Mm-hmm. And you guys are so lucky, you know, us women are envious of you men because when you work out, that stuff comes off. It takes forever for us because we don't lose it in our butts. We don't lose it. In, I'm, you shouldn't lose it in your butt, first well, of all. Well, we need to lose it in our thighs, but the <laughs> first place. Just so you, for the, the audience the, listening the home, first, ignore that part. We'll bleep yeah, that out okay, the show. Well, no, we won't. The first two places a woman loses the weight is in her face and in her boobs. It's like, that's wait a minute. Horrible. That's horrible. I know. That's God like is the evil. biggest joke against women. I've got chunky thighs, you know, wrestler's thighs. Listen, I got big arms. Thighs. I got a big butt that Laura wants a piece of. I but there's some men who want a piece you of it what? too, but not the way you're thinking. No rear door entry. No like curvy. No rear door entry here, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. That just I'm went so, sideways. So Tom, sorry. Okay. Tom is like, oh man, what did I walk into no, here? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious though because he's my age. So what was the hardest part of your body to lose that weight? My my stomach. You know, because I was at one point. I mean, two. I started at two or six during that specific journey, but it, it wasn't my highest weight. At one point, I reached two and a quarter. Um, prior to that, so it's kind of up and down, up and down. So uh, it was it was my stomach. So you lose the weight, and now you have this extra skin. And I did wind up going going and get in a tummy tuck. After oh, did that. you? Yeah. Cool. Hey, yeah. you we don't because hear about I did. That very I was often. like, glad, you know. You're happy with the way you look, but you have this had this extra skin, and it wasn't a, like a bunch of extra skin, but it certainly was some. And I did do that. Yeah, that's so that cool. was the toughest part for me. That's cool because guys don't admit that they get tummy tucks, so yeah. that's kind of cool that yeah. you said that. I did one recently. I just used some of that Gorilla Glue and just oh, chained yes. it in. It was a lot cheaper than the tummy tuck. I would tell so we're we gonna see you on the local news. Yeah, right. Guy sues for his tummy tuck oh, at home. Boy. Can I see it? We'll take um, pictures listen, and put it on the internet. Well, right now we're in litigation, so you can't. So okay, you can't fine. Do that. Whatever. Just use duct tape next time. It comes off easier. So talk to me about the power of association. I know that's something that motivated you. Let so everybody know what that It means. was power of association was something I learned from listening to Tony Robbins a long time ago. And I don't actively listen to Tony, but there was a period of my life before I lost the weight where I was trying to get into shape. And I was, remember when you used to run back in the day with the Sony Walkman, you got the cassette oh, God, tape and stuff that like that. Sony so I had, so I actually had the fr- one, probably one of his first sets. I can't remember what the set was called, but I would run and I had my Sony Walkman with the cassette. And so that was the one thing I took from that, that I still think about today. And I try to teach to other people, my kids and whoever wants to listen to me is 
he had this series where he talked about how you associate what you're doing and what you associate to that. So people associate eating pizza to feeling good. Yeah. And there was this thing where he had somebody on one of his shows where he actually walked the person through how they associated to pizza while they were eating it to almost the point where it made them feel nauseous about eating pizza. So if you associate working out with your body hurting, then that's not a good association. A lot association. of people do do that, yeah. You, sure. you, you know, oh, I don't have time. And, you know, as you associate all these negative things to working out, that's why people have a hard time sticking to working out. So me, I've tried to associate all the good things I get from working out and all the good things I feel from eating well. And then I try to negatively associate things, the things that are not good for me, drinking too much, eating the wrong types of foods. So I try to think about not does it help make me feel in the moment, but how does it make me feel long term? So we kind of have similar personalities. So whenever we do stuff, it's like balls through the wall, if you will. Give me a story of you just waking up one day going, I'm not doing this anymore. Because we all have those stories. I've had a few, actually. I'm sure you do. It's on a series or something. It's on a a Netflix binge of some of the times I'm like, I'm not going to drink this I have lots of those moments, actually. So, But it does, it's... uh, it's, it's almost always with, around drinking and eating. So you'll be, you know, and I, like I was telling you earlier, I think it was either today or yesterday, but almost all of my bad decisions I've ever made are always around <laughs> drinking. A little worse. Always. <laughs> so, I mean, you, number one, the bad this decision to start cu- drinking too much that day, and then all of a sudden, what am I, and now I'm ordering pizza or eating, <laughs> you know, eating all sorts of stuff. So I don't think that there was one, one thing. It's just a continual thing. Yeah. So try to live you know, a healthy life and eat right all the time, that's, not, that's unrealistic because there are going to be times that you, that you can't do that. You just have to be able to get right back on it. So I have those moments where I oh, maybe you go on a bender where you're drinking for three or four days, then you're eating yeah. too much, and then maybe that's the come-to-Jesus moment where you're like, i, I got to get my shit together and get right. you know, back on track. Right. Well, what is your Achilles heel when it comes to food? What's the one thing you just... Uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I love pizza. I do love pizza. And that's kind of a, a go-to for everybody. But for me, if I don't have it in my house, I'm, I'm good. I try to, ne- I try to, to almost never eat out because if I, it can never make really good decisions when you're eating out. Even if you think it's something healthy, it's loaded full of sodium and other stuff. And it just, I kind of feel bloated for like a week. So I, getting, I guess getting back to your questions, I don't have one thing. But if I had to, it'd be like pizza it would be my one thing. You know, I think pizza is just so easy and it's filling, but you don't realize two slices and you just knock the day off. I mean, but most people don't eat yeah. two slices. It's no. impossible. You eat the, eat whole, the thing. whole the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and you're just like you just ruin the day, you know. And if you do that regularly, it's just like you're just stacking up calories. That, um and then I'll the do that. Out. Like we'll order pizza or a bunch of pizzas for the family. Now I'm like. I got to get rid of this, so I'll eat it all. I'll right? eat it, I gotta, right? I so it's not, I won't, it's not, I won't ever throw it away. But right. I was like, I got to eat it between now and the whole next day just to get rid of it, so it's out of my house. You know, it's like, take so it to school you with you, that, man. Because like there was a point when I was like just hitting it hard drinking, and I remember like that same thought. I would have like a half finished uh, fifth, and I'd be like, well, I can't throw it away. It'll be a waste. Let me just finish it, and then right. I'll start fresh tomorrow. Smart. It won't do anything, right? Oh, the so truth I get comes that. out that you're a party animal. Woo. Oh, man, I'm beyond a party animal. Are you now? I'm A-type. If I do it, I'm going to do it to the fullest, you know, balls to the walls. Well, what's the point? <laughs> if you're not going to do it, you're going to why that's do it halfway? That's Scorpio in you, man. Yeah, that's true, but that, that has negative consequences for sure. As we get older, it does. Yeah, I keep saying it. I'm behind you guys, so I'm pacing Shut myself. Shut up. You're already 50. Get over it. Once you hit the 50 mark, all bets are off. But it's, it's true what he's saying, because when you get 50, 
it's harder to get up. Like we were just talking the other day at the gym. Like when we were 20, we could party all night, get dropped off at work, work an eight hour shift and be right back out there the next night. That shit doesn't happen anymore. Like no more. <laughs> I party all night. Tom will be getting that call like you got the other day. Tom, I'm not coming to the gym this morning. Uh, I'm going to lick these wounds and see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's like we were talking that day. It takes a week, I told you. When you Sometimes. go out and you really go strong one night or something, it takes a you can get you can start working out the next day, et cetera, but you don't I don't feel normal. You don't feel right for like a week and I'm like, "Why do I keep doing this to myself?" I know. It is fun though. Going out with the same women. Why do I keep eating the same shitty food? You start asking yourself those questions. Oh, I am so not touching that. I I heard you slide that thing in there about going out with the same woman. (laughs) It's true. It's the same. It's an addiction. There, it's an addiction. You have to admit it. Once you admit that you have certain things that you can be addicted to, that's the only way you fix it. Well, I'm addicted to a lot of things, but we're not going there. Well, we're not. That's a whole different show. We're not going to talk to you about what you might be addicted to. But I know women and (laughs) drinking. I have my faults. It's my kryptonite. Um, So, okay. Let's talk about this. Willing it into existence. What does that mean for you? That's what, you know. You- so I feel like uh, what I set either a goal for myself, whether it happened to be getting in shape for my daughter's wedding or whether it's a weight loss challenge or I go, I want to lose a bunch of weight and feel good for going on vacation. It's like I can get laser. I feel like I can get so laser focused on something that – I have re- better results with the same activity with my mind focused on that than I did if I wasn't focused on something specific like yeah. that. And, and it, it, I can't explain it, but that does happen for me, and I think it can happen for a lot of people. I feel like some people just go through the motions every day, even though they're working hard and they're really not getting to where they think they want to be, but they don't even really focus on where they want to be. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like if I really laser focus on what I'm trying to accomplish and where I'm trying to get, it actually can just kind of manifest it and make it happen almost, you know? Yeah. That's called living with intention. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people fail just because their mind's not in it, you know? Or one of the questions I would ask people when they first come to, you know, talk about working out is, why do you want to do this? And if they say something like, my husband thinks I'm overweight or, you know, I need to get ready for this. And if their mind's not in it, they're going to most likely fail because your mind is always telling you little quiet messages. It's fine. Go party. Cause it's easy to be average. Think about it. Think how many people are really fit and how many people are just average. Cause it's okay to be average. You look around, you look at our leaders, just people in general, they're not fit. It's okay to be normal. So to really say, I'm going to really trim my waistline down, get my uh, numbers in order. It's hard to do. You have to be really mentally focused. So that's a big piece of it being focused. So that's truly important. And so if I'm a guy in the 50s sitting at home, probably putting a beer on his belly, <laughs> listening to this, what advice would you give him if he wants to make a change? Well, you have to get a plan in place. And for, I'll tell you, for me, what I have to do is like I have, because everyone is busy. You're working all day. You've got kids. You're married. You're, you're not married. You're trying to date. You've got things that are going on. For me, I have to be able to go and do it early in the morning. Because I've tried working out at night, and yeah, I was successful for, for a while doing that. But you got, you got to be willing to get up and do put in the work while other people are sleeping, sleeping. maybe, right? Yep. And then you still have your whole day. Because every time I try to transition to where I'm wor- maybe working out in the afternoon or at night, it's too easy for me not to do it. Yeah, something will come up. You know, so I don't, it's, I don't know, man. I feel like... Um, whether it's not working out or it's drinking too much or people who are doing drugs and they have this addict mentality, I, I may have put that down on there too, but I feel like it's easy for people to make good changes in stints of their life because they know 
that they're going to eat shitty again, or they know they're going to drink again, or they know they're going to use again. So for them to make that decision, anybody can get clean for a short period of time because they know it's not forever. Right. So if you, until you make that decision where you're really going to kind of change your life forever, knowing that you're going to, you might have slip-ups and you might eat this or you might drink this, you might do that, but you really kind of make that decision to change forever, that's a much harder decision to make for people because it's easy for someone to get fit for or work out for six months, right? Sure. Three months, stop drinking for a month, stop drinking for a year because they know they're going to start drinking again one day. That's how they get through it. Okay, very interesting. So I'm really curious. Um, so what made you decide to found uh, QAnon? What was your thought process? You didn't put that on the list here, no, but I, I wanted to that. ask you. No. Oh, no, Lord. I'm giving Tom shit. He's not the founder of like, no. QAnon by any means. I thought it was means. a woman. It is. I, I don't know. Say. That's what I heard. I it was mean, a woman. We, we talk, I mean, like you I said, got me we, confused with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we talk about all kinds of stuff like politics, sports. So like in general, without beating anybody, what's your thought about what's going on in politics these days and how it all applies to everything? I mean, if you're talking about the QAnon conspiracy theory stuff, I think it's fucking crazy. Um. And I feel like uh, uh, what has happened over the last three or four years has just exposed that part of our country. It was always there, I think. But now, I, in my opinion, I think, I think Trump and the Trump administration gave it a, gave it a voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of scary, right? Because then you find out how many people that you're associated with that make these crazy kind of uh, um, accusations and, and all these conspiracy things. And I just like... Where, how did I not know this person was a lunatic, right? <laughs> you know, or so with some of the things they say. I mean, I understand whether you're a Democrat, Republican, but some of the things that have come out in politics, maybe on both sides, it's just so, so erratic that it's just like, how can you actually believe that? I don't, it's just, I think it's just cra gotten to be way too crazy. Yeah, I think a lot of us have discovered our friends and what they believe, you know, and there's been a lot of defriending, unfriending, yeah. blocking. Lots. And, yeah. Unfollow. Unfollow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mute for a little bit, whatever. Yep. You know, things are crazy. So Tom is a big Cowboys fan. That's why we get along so much. You know, even though he's from the Bay he's Area. He's got the wrong like, list over there. No QAnon, no Cowboys. <laughs> no, I'm so a Cowboys fan. So much for knowing fan. your friend, right? No, I'm teasing him. I'm a Cowboys because we argue I'm about I'm a Niner this. fan. He's, he's a Niner he's a fan. fan so. so, yeah, we. this is a constant thing. My well, Cowboys suck and his 49ers. That's okay. I don't do football. I do hockey. Okay. So what do you think your 49ers are going to do this year? What's your prediction? You know, it's funny. True story. I told Tom last year at the beginning of the season, the 49ers are going to go all the way. He didn't believe me. And they went all the way, and then we know what happened. They lost. Did, did he, he did tell me that. You know, how, when, you're, when it's your own team, you kind of you don't you kind of try to protect yourself from getting hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I knew they had a good team, and obviously I was super excited about them going to the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but listen, what I think about the Niners, I think that they need that they need to make some big decisions that they probably won't do. If I was if I was running the organization, I would fire my head coach and I would get rid of a quarterback and get a new quarterback. <laughs> you know how NFL legacy is. Though? It's hard to do that when you got legacy in the NFL. It's hard to do that. Or you have a goat that goes from team to team and still wins. Yeah, yeah. you know listen, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do? Tom Brady is he's obviously still the man. 
I'll take I'll, Tom Brady on the Niners. Right. Like, Who wouldn't? There's I'll take lots Tom Brady of good quarterbacks the out there They talked now. about that at one point. I don't think the Cowboys fans going to handle it, though. And I don't think Jerry Jones, who needs to just go away and let somebody else run the team. Well, but. doesn't he own a pizza joint? <laughs> Does he own a pizza joint? Tom I think Br- he owns Little No, no, no. The guy who owns the Cowboys. Doesn't he own Little Caesars? Oh, I don't know. I thought he owned a pizza joint. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Speaking of pizza, sorry. I just had to bring yeah. it full circle. Yeah, I... Not no clue there. I don't know. I know more than you about that, and I'm not even well, a football. That's fan. how much of a Cowboys fan I am. Because after wow. a while, you become numb to okay. things that your team does when they sort suck of like every the year. Cardinals fans too. Oh, they God. know they, they get should it. really be in the it. bottom of hell at this point. <laughs> the, the Cardinals are terrible. Uh, people get all pissed off because the Cardinals suck. So it is what it is. You know, they have zero rings, zero whatever. I like Larry Fitzgerald though. Larry's like cool. He's a nice Larry's guy. Larry's cool. He should. So, he's he's someone who should have left a long time ago. Yeah, he should have left, but he's you loyal. To bring him on your show, man. That's the first thing I ask. Why the hell are you here, dude? <laughs> Why, Larry? Why? Should you don't get him at all? Why? At all? He is never leaving here because he is, and I don't think it has anything to do with football. He stays here because he he is so entrenched in this community sure. and helping kids in this community. He's not going anywhere. Then just retire. Why torture yeah, or, yourself? Or Why should use, he retire? He or can use still your play. leverage to force the organization to get better. Get better like, players. Like some of the, yeah, because like what think, Tom Brady said. Yeah. I'll come over here, but you give me this guy and this guy and this yeah. guy. Well, that's yeah. a little bit different story. What is yeah. it with the and franchises here in Arizona with their team players? They did the same thing to Shane Doan. He stayed here as a oh. franchise player and did everything in the community. Well, and now you can even talk um, basketball with the way they're treating Booker. Exactly. Are they talking about trading him? No, but he didn't make the the, the all-star team. And he should have made the all-star team. So people are really pissed about that. King James came out and said, LeBron James, came out and said. (laughs) We knew who he was. He couldn't (laughs) couldn't believe (laughs) that he is not on that team. And he should be on that team. I'm surprised he's not on the team. He's He's really good. Wow. He's an alternate, but he's not on the team. Yeah. Or is he an alter? Or was it him or because uh, 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 LeBron Chris, James was saying something about uh, Damian Lillard too? I think. Oh, I don't know about he that. He didn't make it. No, he did, but he's oh. also I believe he might be an alternate too or something. Who are they yeah. putting in front of? Well, these they guys. took Chris Paul ahead of. Oh, um, I think that's just because he's been Booker, around. He's There's been around a lot of politics. Yeah, he's yeah. been around. That makes sense. All right, all right, Tom. Man, any last words you'd like to share with the audience um, about being over fifty and? Being healthy and fit. He looks good, I can tell you that. <laughs> he looks very good. He yeah. does a good job. I don't know. I, I feel like the, the best advice I can give somebody is if, uh, uh, if you always have something kind of planned, whether, whether it's a big event you're looking forward to or physically if you've got – plan some sort of big hike. Go hike, you know, uh, in, in – uh, where am I thinking? Uh, Sedona. Sedona. Yeah, Sedona or, or something big like that. Plan it as a group. And then that way you kind of lock yourself in. You have people holding you accountable and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of it's that, like that for me. And, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, we're going to go to a break, and we'll see you very soon. Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to Fit Over 40 Live. Coach Clarence believes your health account, your bank account, they're the same thing. The more you put in, the more you can take out. Nutrition is king and exercise is queen. Together, you have a kingdom. The human body is the best picture of the human soul. He who has optimal health has hope. He who has faith has everything. 
Coach Clarence is all about creating leverage in your life and getting more out of your fitness routine. If you're looking for personal coaching, meal planning, and just a path to your fitness freedom, log on to fitover40live.com. We look forward to helping you along your journey. And now, back to Fit Over 40. Here's your host, Coach Clarence. All right, so I'm starting this new segment where I pick a subject every week and give you my thoughts on it. So this week's subject is called What About-ism? And we see it in politics, we see it in sports, we see it in relationships. So basically, what about-ism is when you bring a subject to someone, they go, well, what about this? Well, what about that? That's what kids do. Like, why did you do that? Well, Johnny did that. That's called what about is. So you ask the Republicans why they did some. You ask the Democrats why they do that. They always will find some reason. And that's called what about ism. And what about ism basically prevents you from owning up to your bullshit. So um, my subject of this week is my friend Ted Cruz out in Texas. He got busted trying to hop on a plane to Cancun where his state was in the worst weather they've had in forever. So when he got busted, he lied and said that he was just dropping his kids off in Cancun and he was going to turn around, you know. So Ted gets to take out the trash this week. And um, don't be a jackass. Own your shit. Thanks for listening to Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women like you who want to live their best life going into middle age. Join us next time for more inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders offering tips and how-tos to improve your life right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com and wherever you get your podcasts.